When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I think that I am so excited today to talk about this movie with you. I have uh, hid all of my uh coke in the proper vesta (laughs) (laughs) proper jewelry rather and uh no are you carrying around a rosary today (laughs) we i mean is it that obvious did i hide it better i guess Uh, you can like yeah if you had like a jewish star maybe you could hide it in one of those but i don't think you're so (laughs) it would get i mean honestly i'm just thinking how that would work the coke would get so stuck in all the nooks and i know you wouldn't that's true at least across it like is like one leg you know but i think the star it's gonna get trapped in every corner not a good uh not what word am i thinking of vestige Vestige? Vessel. Vessel. Fuck, I'm so stupid. This Maybe podcast we should start has over. already gone so many places <laughs> and we haven't even invited <laughs> our guests on yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, we're covering Cruel Intentions today. Um, a film I have not seen, a film that both Sarah and our guest have seen. And let me tell you, Sarah knew what she was doing. She was like, you know what? We've had we've had the moment with You've Got Mail where I got to rant and rave um about the nonsense in that film. And Sarah was like, I just know if I make Jess watch Cruel Intentions, me and our guest are going to flip out. And of course, the guest that we have on today, someone who you all are familiar with because we've had him on a lot here on Chit 90 Shows Taught Me. It is the one, the only Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? I am good. And the listeners do not know how hard it was for me to not die laughing at y'all talking about where, which religious item you would store your Coke in. Where do we hide the Coke today? 
one. <laughs> this is bad. This is gonna be bad. Um, Sarah, you are an evil genius because this is the thing we should have been talking about. I don't know how we made it this far. Um, yeah, this is crazy. This yeah. this movie is cracked. Okay, it's cracked. This movie okay. is like. At first, I was like, oh, okay, this movie lost its mind the second I see Sarah Michelle Geller doing coke out of a cross. And then, and then it continues to, like, go places. It goes everywhere and back. That's a scratch of the surface. It's not even a slash of the surface. And I want to know, Chappelle, why mm. the heck were you and I probably watching Cruel Intentions when we were 12 years old? Oh, I was our parents' yeah. television. The audacity of us, but we did yeah. it. it. It was out. It was on. It would be like on TV. I remember. I think. I don't think we had the VHS, but I've definitely watched it on someone's VHS before. Like this is not a movie that what that happened one time and I never forgot about. It. Like I think in the nineties, people thought this was a good movie. Like I thought. I think people oh, thought yeah. that this was like peak cinema. This was a, this a classic. This movie got awards. This yeah. movie. Reservoir Dogs, so Shawshank, Cruel Intentions. <laughs> the big three. It got like MTV awards. It got Teen Choice awards. It got Blockbuster awards. Like it got awards. Like people are like, this is the film. But it is. It was. Is and it? I yeah. <laughs> it is. Like, it's a film. Yeah. It is a film. Um, and I will say, uh, I feel like 20 times today, Sarah, throughout my first watch of this movie, I was like, oh, this person's in it. Oh, this per it has mm -hmm. everybody in it. Would you say it has everything that you can need in it? Um <laughs> not anything that I needed, I think, is more the answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try not to be too precious about this movie. But yeah, like I said, I've been watching this movie for like two decades out of my life and it's sick and like i don't know why but it's i was so fucked doing up. It. everything that happens in this film like and is this movie pg-13 oh thank god it's r, it r. i came it into this r. thinking it was pg-13 and i was like who's letting their 13 year old watch this robin me Ferguson. Sarah over here yeah me and Sarah <laughs> over here hiding our faces like uh look I thought, listen, this movie, Jess, you had to be there because this movie is what taught little 11, 12, 13 year olds what we thought this is what being a high schooler meant. Listen, yeah. like, <sighs> one day you and your fancy high school friends will be walking around speaking like this. Um, there will be affairs happening and it's just going to be normal. Like one day you're going to be in that situation. And I think they were in the New York area. So maybe that feels a little bit closer to home seeing that y'all are kind of in that same general community. Yeah. But for me as a Texan, I was like, wow, people in New York are crazy as hell. <laughs> yeah. This is like pre gossip girl era, but these are the types of kids, right? They're New York city elite. Oh, I, you know, when I was watching, I literally thought, okay, so this is the early, like, this is the nineties version of gossip girl because we have, it's all, they're all New York. City kids, they're like prep school kids, they're all rich, and it's like half the time you're like, But where are the parents? Like, Christine Bransky, what are you doing, girl? Like, watch <laughs> Cecile, watch her, okay? Because she's getting into all mess kinds of trouble because she had this girl doesn't even know what an orgasm is. How old is she? How old is she? She doesn't even know what an orgasm is. What's going on in this film? She's a baby. A baby. She, she's supposed oh. to be a baby, but in reality, she's respectively three and five years older than Ryan Philippi and Sarah Michelle Geller at this time. She, yeah, she's the she's the eldest member of the principal cast. Like yeah. I think she, of all the kids, she is way older than the rest of them. And it's insane that I was like, and she's playing the youngest person on the cast, right? Like she's playing yeah, a yeah, she, fourteen year old. She's four. She's supposed to be fourteen. 
I have to look it up. I was thinking she's essentially a freshman going into. Yeah, she's a freshman. (gasps) Holy crap! Okay, it was her her first year, so that's why I was like, "This is this is a baby. Why is she thrown into this? And why don't anybody care? I mean, and we have to talk about the cast. It's the most iconic cast in in the in that era. It's just all these people are like mega stars in that bubble, and then it's like slowly some of them branched out and became mega stars in their own right, and then some of them are still just trapped in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, that's that's fair. Um, some of like the so obviously we have to start with Sarah Michelle Geller because probably like at at this point when this movie is being filmed, probably the biggest star just because of Buffy, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and she plays the most sadistic of all of the characters, I think. I mean, it's close with her and Sebastian. Um, she plays Catherine and I mean, I don't know for for you all. For me, Sarah Michelle Gellar, I was not a Buffy person. I've never seen Buffy. So that's not, you know, what I would know her from. I feel like I know her from just the the random assortment of things that she's, she's legit going to say Scooby-Doo and I'm going to go off the deep end. I did not say Scooby-Doo. <laughs> you're <laughs> so close to saying I know her from what Scooby-Doo. You, okay, you can't just put words in my mouth when I legitimately was not even going to say Scooby-Doo. What were you going to so say? Because I know you haven't seen I know what you did last summer. I haven't seen that, but I know she's in it, to be fair. Mm-hmm. I do know that she was, like, the star of that. I'm honestly yeah. looking, and I can't think of what I know her from, but I know her from something. It's Scooby-Doo. It might be it's Scooby-Doo. It's got to be Scooby-Doo. It's got to be Scooby-Doo. That's the only thing honestly. you've seen Sarah Michelle Geller in is Scooby-Doo. Yeah, oh, I, I, I revoke my 90s card. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> she's the queen of the 90s, though. She was, like, such a forefront um, her, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like, oh, she was they- in Scream 2, which I might have seen. Okay, okay so <laughs> but no, of course she's most known for Buffy. Um, I think that I mainly saw her first from this movie. Um, but yeah, because you were like six when you watched it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she was like the she was definitely like the queen and queen one of the queens of the nineties, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of Buffy, I would say. Like, Buffy is the thing that rocketed her up to stardom. Um, who, you know, she's a vampire killer, a teen girl vampire killer, you know? Yeah, she was that girl. So this is like, this isn't her this isn't her first role by any means, but it's like the breakout role. Like, they, I don't think there's anybody you could touch, you know? Like, Buffy, once she hit Buffy status, it was just, it was it. She was above and beyond yeah. all the rest of the girls. And so it's like, we have to find the correct supporting people for her in this role. Um, and then again, they brought in this just ridiculous, like star-studded cast of 90s characters. When you see Selma Blair pop up, you're like, wait, she's here too? Like these are like yeah. some hard heavy hitters in the uh in the 90s, at least. So yeah, she was one of many. Yeah. Uh, we have her playing opposite Ryan. Okay, tell me, is it Philippe? Philippe. Philippi? It's just Philippi. Yeah. Philippi. Yeah, it's Philippi. Okay. I never knew how to pronounce his last name. I still obviously don't. And literally the <laughs> only reason I know him is because I know he was married to um <laughs> he's married to Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Witherspoon, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I once again I know him most of all from this, but he's been in Hollywood for so long. I remember I watched him in Gosford Park back in the day. What else is he popular for? He's kind of, once again, probably like a 90s it boy, like one of those mm-hmm. heartthrobs that I probably saw more in my J14s and my 17 magazines and my Cosmo Girls more so than actual movies. Chappelle, what do you know Ryan Philby from? 
I think I think you're right. I think he peaked, and no disrespect to him, but I think he peaked here at uh, Cruel mm-hmm. Intentions. I think this is the role he's most known for. He was in I Know What You Did Last Summer, um, of course, but um, I don't think he ever hit his stardom like this. Now, again, n- later in his career, he got you know bigger roles and stuff like that, but I don't think he's been a household name like he was in the 90s, and most of it was due to that uh, portrayal in, of Sebastian and his relationship with Reese Witherspoon because that's what we talked yeah. about in the 90s. Who was mm-hmm. together? Where they? Where did they meet? On which set? And like, who's out there? And they were like the it couple. Do you think that the breakup between Reese and Ryan and the fact that Reese is a A-list celebrity still to this day, do you think that their breakup kind of tanked his career? Is that possible? Ooh. Probably. I mean, if you had to pick a side, we're picking Reese. We're right? picking Reese. She's kind of America's okay. sweetheart, right? Like one of America loves Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. She's still working her ass off. Um, Jess, have you ever seen Ryan Philippi and Reese Witherspoon's kids? I know they have the one kid that looks literally like <laughs> exactly like Reese Witherspoon. I, I know they have two kids, but I don't know what the other one looks Duncan like. Duncan and Ava are carbon copies. Mm-hmm. Copy and paste. What's that? Both of Reese? Reese and Ryan. Actually, to yeah. be honest with you, I think that Ava is the perfect mix of Ryan and Reese, if, in my opinion. But she looks like Reese Witherspoon. But if you look at her, a lot of her features really are of Ryan's as well. A gorgeous girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but beyond beyond this one film, which I knew he was in, I just had never seen it, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not like an idiot who's never heard of this film before. I just have never watched it. Um, but yeah, beyond this, I didn't really know him for anything. But I will say, Selma Blair, I do know from other things. Mm-hmm. Namely, mm-hmm. Legally Blonde, which also has <laughs> Reese Witherspoon in it. So um, she plays Viv. She plays like the complete bitch in... Uh, in uh legally blonde at least for like a hot second right Mm -hmm. yeah uh Chappelle have you ever seen the movie uh the sweetest thing oh yes I have I've seen the sweetest thing I just thought about it I was like wait no I haven't that that Um, movie is like so fucked (laughs) if you want to talk about fucked movies with like Cameron Diaz like I have no idea what happened in that movie I always remember Christina Applegate in that movie too yes That Cameron movie. Diaz was also like okay if we're gonna say that like Sarah Michelle Geller is like the woman of the 90s I feel like we have to say that um that uh that Cameron Diaz is like the woman of the early aughts like she was yeah, really killing of, it yeah. in the early aughts I guess I mean she was a working woman um yeah. Summer Blair is super interesting even now because of course she has the illness that she's going through since I I don't want to misspeak but um, she's actually like lost a lot of her motor function with walking and speaking. She's doing better now, but she's doing a lot of activism work about uh, the transparent, like about getting her um, illness getting known amongst Multiple sclerosis. I didn't know that. I didn't know she yeah. had this. I didn't know that either. <laughs> she does, wow. and and there was a period of time where she was not really able to communicate as eloquently as you know we see her all the time, and even walking. But she's they've done a lot of um, new medicine and research with her, and she's doing better, which I'm really happy about. And one of the other things I really love about this cast and Selma is that they're still friends. Like. Sarah Michelle Geller and Selma Blair are still kicking it on the Instagram. Reese gets in there too sometimes. It's like a really fun group of girls. 
Love That's Dan. wild. And I think it's funny because I have to say of all the characters, uh, Cecile really like cracked me up the most. She's just like, it's, it's kooky. Like how yeah. naive she is. It's, it's really unbelievable how naive and innocent. And like, I'm like, she doesn't look like she should be innocent. Literally two minutes into the film, I'm like, girl, cross your legs. You are wearing a mini skirt. I can see up it right now. Cross your legs, girl. Like, what are you doing? But I just, I found her so charming because she's so clumsy and ridiculous, Chappelle. I just, I love her so much. She's so dumb in this movie. Um, and, and and it doesn't help that they drop like the purest soul into the arms of Voldemort and all of his minions, you know? <laughs> and and it and it is it's insane. And not to jump to the end of this movie, but the fact that this movie tries to make you sympathize with Sebastian is the patriarchy at work. What? Because by what the are end we of this movie, doing? we are rooting for them after the way he treats this, this girl and all these other people. And you are literally rooting for Sebastian to run off after the way the things happen to Cecile and all these surrounding people. It's, it's incredible that that's the takeaway people have from this movie. I yeah, was like, a, where's the, I was a believer. No, we are, <laughs> I, okay. I am watching when I was watching the film. I know we're like jumping a little bit, but when I was watching the film and Sebastian got hit by the car, I was like, is he going to die? Is he about to die? And then they show the big ass portrait like at his funeral, which does anybody actually have these? I have to ask because I haven't been to like that many funerals, but that portrait was freaking large. And when they actually show him dead, I, I'm not going to lie. I full on cheered. I was like, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes Don't you believe in love? Right. He's a monster. Yes. It's a time monster. and a place. Sarah is in the majority here. I'm telling yeah. you. That is in- fucked. That is so fucked. I knew this. See, this is what I knew was going to happen. I knew I was going to come on here and it was going to be you. Like you've got mail and everyone's like, yay, Tom Hanks. Oh, he's so cute. And he's like stalking <laughs> this woman. And here we are yet again with Sebastian who gaslights literally every human being he's ever met, tries to have sex with his stepsister. And yet we're all like, yay, him and Reese Witherspoon make cute little babies together. No, kill him. Let him die. But just like back in the day, I don't know if we thought like that. Like we honestly mm-hmm. thought that Reese turned him around and he oh, has he's a changed he, man. He's a changed man. Mm-hmm. He yes. actually fell in love. Once a monster, always a monster. <laughs> but we didn't see it that way back in the day. And of course, watching it today, I I saw what you're saying. I really did. But when I was watching this for the majority of my life, we were rooting for Ryan and Reese at the end of the day to be together. Yeah, he finally, it was her. She was what he was looking for all along. See, I knew the movie wanted me to root for that because they show like, because of the way they show their sex scene, where it is like so romanticized, even though they're like hardcore sweating all over each other. And I was particularly disgusted by this. (laughs) But like on top of that, the fact that it was like slow motion, he's like, are you okay? Like, because during the it, first time he made love, which I know you hate and I oh, hate it too, like, made yeah, love really when his whole life he was just fucking people. But Ugh. he made love to Reese Witherspoon in that moment. <laughs> Annette Hargrove. Really Annette Hargrove. Really now, Reese Witherspoon came into this movie 
because she was already dating Ryan Phillippe at this time. They were already an item. And actually, interestingly enough, Jess, the producers were interested in Katie Holmes for the role. But they not shocking, not shocking at all. But they didn't think that she was a strong enough actress to pull it off. Because <laughs> um, she does have that like doe-eyed innocence about her, similar to a Reese Witherspoon. But I yes. do think they cast every. I will say the thing that this film has going for it is they cast it so perfectly. Where yeah. Reese is so believable as like this innocent like child who also is very smart we'll see at the end of the movie she's like super smart um and they cast Selma Blair as like this a bit idiot you know and then we have Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Phillippe as like the you know the master manipulators I do think like every single part in this movie was cast perfectly even like the minor minor moment with Tara Reid which I legitimately I was like is Tara Reid gonna be like in this throughout no it was just a hot second <laughs> not quite not quite um yeah so Reese um basically Ryan was like somebody was like what about your girlfriend Ryan Reese Witherspoon and they had a dinner together and by the end of it the director and producer was like please be in this movie it's only gonna be 15 days of shooting for you like please come on and she agreed to it and that's how she got this part so they were already together um they got married i think like within a year after production was well, yeah after that like stopped. spicy sex scene how <laughs> yes they got married after that and then by the time that they were doing press tours she was pregnant with ava uh wow. philippi wow so See, they I just brought that, that they, they this just gives you know what Chappelle this just gives like more like stuff for the stands to be like yeah. look they're supposed to be together it's right I, there yeah mm. I think that's actually a very good point Jess because I think what we were grabbing onto when we were like 11 year olds watching this was the passion and the love and like the chemistry between Reese and Ryan's real life couple so maybe that's why I was like, they're a great couple because you can feel the electricity when they're together. So I was like, that's what it is. Like, yeah. and then maybe it's because it's really there because they're a real life couple while filming this movie. Right. Yeah. Seeing them on the red carpet was like, oh, look at them. So that look, they, they're yeah. together. They did it again. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, we, we felt that. I was there. You know, I was I, I was there. I remember. Um, but also, you know, Reese just did what Pleasantville, I think. So she mm. was uh, like a relatively big name, too. So it was kind of just like to get her was like icing on the cake. Uh, because Pre Pleasantville honestly was a really like it was a critically acclaimed movie for some reason. I don't love it, but it like was talked about back then. Yes, have you seen and Pleasantville? Is that the one in black and white? Yeah, and then they yeah. like slowly transitioned. Yes, I to have color. seen that one. Yeah, I think it got nominated for Academy Awards. And so yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure it did. Yeah. And so after that, yeah, of course, why not have Reese in something like, you know, if you can yeah. get her? And so I I think you're right. I think it just the casting just worked out. Yeah, people were just like, oh my gosh, look at them. But I'm just like, people should never use this movie as a learning as a learning opportunity. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, don't be making out with your step-siblings. Like, don't be gaslighting literally every human being on the planet. Let's not try to de-virginize the virgin just for sport. You know, like, there's just so many lessons to not be learned from this there, movie. There are some good lessons, though, Jess. Like, when, when, you, when you need to get your strength, you just turn to God. 
you know, just yeah. Yeah. find a God. <laughs> I, I was so. going to say the lesson is like, find a better vessel, find a better for, vessel for your Coke, <laughs> for your Coke and for your letters. Like don't hide them in the, in the dollhouse yeah. in your room. Also find yourself a cello tutor like yeah. Ronald, let me tell you, I know people are like, oh, Ryan Philippi, he's so hot. Mm-mm. I don't care about his blonde ass. Get him out of here. Give me <laughs> Ronald. Ronald was so attractive. I was like, why are we not seeing more of Ronald? I didn't expect him to actually be in the full movie. I thought it was just going to be like a little moment between um, between Cecile and Ronald. And then that was going to be it. But the chemistry between Ronald and Cecile, I was like, mm, this is the couple I'm rooting for. Mm, he's trapped in the 90s right look, look <laughs> sean, patrick sean patrick thomas has, has he been save, in anything we'll save the last dance he's in stuff yes and he's probably best known for save the last dance but like he never made it out of that era you know and i think he has like some he has some stuff recently but it, it again i think he's his like high points were back mm-hmm. then you know um so it's like I think he's in for all mankind right now, or at least he was on a few episodes of that. I think he was in a few episodes of The Boys. He so was it's in a just few not... episodes of For All Mankind. How did I yeah. miss that? And so like for for me, I'm just like, well, you know, he's done stuff. It's just a matter of like, I don't think he ever hit that high high like he was when he yeah. was, you know, in Save the Last Dance and this, and then mm. like you know a few other random snippets in the in the 2000s. That's when they used to make the joke about having the one token black character because you'd get like. Sean Patrick Thomas, yeah. or then you'd get um I can't think of the other guy, but you know it's, it's like two or th- you only had two or three. You had to put in one in each movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. I think he, he was, was in like guy. not another team movie, and that was exactly the joke, Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. They I, oh yeah, that's what it was. The two black people ran into each other. And was like, well, I don't. Why are you? Why are you here? Um, <laughs> this is my I, job. I do think <laughs> that like um this film is just like filled with so many problematic things in terms of like you name it it's got it right we got racism we've mm-hmm. got uh we've got classism we have got terrible story rape statutory <laughs> rape we have just like um gaslighting we j- it's just you name it we've got it in this film it is there's everything and also just so many bad bad hairstyles i have to say like because okay we obviously cover dawson's creek here we love joshua jackson we saw the season where i think it was it season three the beginning of sarah where mm-hmm. he has this like weird reddish color hair it's so it's so off and we're like what the fuck I think happened? It was season two actually and yeah we were one of those seasons and we were like why is his hair so weird and it's because he wasn't able to get his natural like chocolatey brown hair after he had to bleach it for this movie and, and i'm like so was it worth it though us. was it worth it i mean like his character is kind of fun in this movie like he's a troublemaker right but at the same i'm like was it worth it joshua jackson your hair looks fucked it is <laughs> troublemaker, Jessica? like all he wants to do is have sex with like the hot guy is that so much trouble and he deals a little bit of drugs but that's okay <laughs> he deals a little just a little oh bit. it looks like yeah, oh that's fine the- the homophobia in here is astounding as well. Also that. That was the other thing I was thinking of. Yes. Because they're going to try. They're, they're blackmailing people. They're outing people. And then in the same in the same movie, we have this steamy on-screen on girl-on-girl kiss in Central Park. This is the same movie that is basically just being completely homophobic. And then just like, well, we're still going to do this for the spicy ones. I'm telling you, Jess, you had to be there. So the thing is, is I was wondering, like, in the moment when, uh, when Catherine and Cecile are making out, I was like, 
is she going to take a photo of this? Like, what is the reason she's doing this? No, she's like, oh, yeah, you just practice kissing on your friends. And I'm like, bitch, who does that? I didn't do that. Did everyone else do that? <laughs> no, but it's a trope. The thing is, is that for Catherine and Sebastian, life is just a game. Everything is a game. Like, it's all fun for them. So they don't fucking care. Like, they'll kiss whoever they want in order for them to get whatever goal they're trying to achieve and it's nothing matters to them they don't care if they're playing with people's hearts they don't care if they take someone's first kiss or their virginity because it's all for shits and giggles for Catherine and sebastian but is it just me chappelle or was the kiss between Catherine and cecile like i was like this does not look like normal kissing there was like so much tongue just like so zoomed in too like it was so much she even explained it to her she gave her the breakdown okay let me explain this to you i'm going to kiss you and then i'm going to put my tongue in your mouth and then i'm going to massage your tongue with my tongue and then you're going to massage my back that's what you know i don't know if i would use the word massage like how are you massaging someone's tongue with your tongue it's just so weird yeah Uh, this was i think i get it yeah <laughs> listen again sarah you had to be there, had to be there. <laughs> now so jess this kiss was of course all the rage in this time like mm-hmm. it made headlines i think it won you know how mtv used to do mm-hmm. like their movie awards and like best kiss like yeah. this was the talk of the town this kiss this was a terrible mm-hmm. kiss oh well, yeah Go ahead. I don't think this kiss was for us. This is not for the female gaze, this kiss, <laughs> Jessica. I'm just yeah. saying, like, it didn't look like one of those kisses where you see it on TV and you're like, oh, like, oh, that was a good kiss. No, to me, it was like, there's so much tongue happening. And it, like, it was just like, it was, it was like very, like, I'm licking an ice cream cone more so than I'm making <laughs> out with someone, you know? Like, it was too much. That's fair. Um, also, so like th- speaking of the best kiss award, right? So they won best kiss. I think they also won like best female performance for Sarah Michelle Geller or something like that, uh, for MTV Awards. So like they were they were nominated for like six of them. But I'm telling you, this was a critically acclaimed movie in a lot of ways. They were nominated for like pretty much every big award show. They were at least being talked about, whether it was cinematography or the acting or the random kiss. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, this is not a good movie. But it just <laughs> in the time in the place it just worked it does feel like it pushes a lot of buttons for the time right so like in 99 this is a big deal to have like you have two women kissing on screen you have Mm -hmm. like again all these hot button issues of like the homosexuality and outing someone and then you have like these just like two characters who are so awful so 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 awful and it, it just like yeah i guess i could see it being like this is a, we could see this movie nowadays and people wouldn't bat an eyelash, but because it was the nineties, it was like, holy shit, this is a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And do you, do you think that any of it was satire in a way that clueless was satire? Uh, I would, I would hope this isn't all like legitimately happening in some prep school, because like I said, these were teenagers and I just, I don't, I, ref, I refuse to live in a world where teenagers are sneaking coke in their, uh, in their rosaries. like crucifixes and yeah. rosaries and having sex with their siblings. Like I just refuse to like acknowledge that. <laughs> we don't a, want it. We don't yeah, want it. If it happens, we don't need to know. Yeah. yeah. And then of course, Cruel Intentions, as everybody knows, it's like, this is a, a remake, right? Like this is uh, based on uh, another movie called Cruel Intentions, which is based on a book called Dangerous Liaisons. 
And so, and I think it's based on another book. So this is a story. Yeah, it's that has based been on a down. 1782 <laughs> novel, La Lesiones de Jerusalem. Right. Dangerous liaisons. And so, <laughs> and that was another thing. They tried to make this movie French. It was not French, but they were giving big French vibes in this movie. I was like, yeah. why are y'all acting like this? This is New York. Oh, um, now I get the French kissing. Mm -hmm. Ah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, BFE. Yeah. Big French mm, yeah. energy. Big French energy. Yeah. So this was yeah. like, a, honestly, just the fact that this story has been passed down from generation to generation should tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's wild to me that like, it all starts with an idea, right? It all starts mm -hmm. with there these two step siblings who each have their own little mind games going on where we have like Catherine who wants to corrupt Cecile because and I, I kind of wish we had known a little bit more about exactly what happened with Catherine and her ex-boyfriend because it's like she's like no if I can't have him then certainly he can't be with Cecile who's an idiot and she's just like this like basically like a Madonna like a virgin Madonna and mm -hmm. I can't possibly have her let me tell you, these are the most fucking richy rich ass names I've ever seen in a film <laughs> in my entire life. We have Catherine spelled with a Y. We have fucking Sebastian, Cecile. Cecile's mom's name is fucking Bunny. Like where <laughs> Bunny? B U N? The Bunny, Bunny. I love that name. I really wish they can bring it back. <laughs> it's only old rich white ladies. What about Birdie? Birdie is that's such another a, one. That's, that's, that's an old lady name too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Old rich like, white lady name. But yeah, and yeah. her her ex boyfriend's name is Court. What are we doing? Oh, Court <laughs> is like white rich person. That's yeah, what I'm saying. And so mm -hmm. he dumps her, and he wants to date Cecile. So now Catherine's like, "Well, I'm gonna fuck up Cecile. I'm gonna make her a slut, and so he's never gonna want her." Meanwhile, Sebastian is like, "I'm going to seduce the new headmaster's." virgin daughter who wrote an essay about chastity until marriage mm -hmm. and i'm just like the fuck are we doing here what are we doing mm -hmm. and then it goes all ass sideways crooked when it's like every, now we're doing 70 other plans where it's yeah. like okay well if you can have sex with annette then um then i'll have sex with you i'm your sister yeah so that's the that's the thing like they Basically, Catherine's like, there's no way you can pull this, this like, right. And they make a, they make a bet and it's kind of like a, she's all that situation where, right. um, what's his face? Sebastian has to seduce this person that is not only the headmaster's daughter, but also is very religious and has sworn to save herself till marriage and she has a boyfriend so a big challenge and Catherine's like this is super out of your league um i don't think it's going to happen if you can't do it i get your car which was yeah, like a jaguar. 1957 jaguar something it's a hot car we see it throughout and she's ultimately, rich can't she just get her parents to buy her one this is why i, I don't understand. I, well, I think uh -uh. that it's supposed to be like a classic car like it's okay. supposed well, to be really rare it's less about the car and more about the like it's him you know oh, she wants your to car. Get at him it's his mm, car mm -hmm. like i want to take your prize possession so this roadster is mine and mm. It is incredible that we got here. The, even the fact that you kind of opened the movie with Sebastian basically like was sleeping with his therapist's daughter. And, and like, it, yeah, the he took nudie photos of her. Yeah. Like, it, like you, what are we doing? Like, are we literally doing like this right now? And like yeah. in the 90s, you know, like this is stuff that you hear about maybe yeah. like the late 2000s where I was like, oh, someone leaked their nudes online. This man was leaking nudes in high school before like 
digital cameras were prevented. This was a monster. I want to know who set up this website that he had going on where it was like her. And then in the background was like, you are a slut. You are a slut. Who launched this website? Is Sebastian like in the middle of the night, like coding on his website? Like who did this for him? Ivy League bound was the net was like the title of the website. Really? <laughs> oh my god. Who is Ivy League bound? It's like this is the gossip girl once yeah. again of this era. Yeah, so he just like is a total like fuckhead. Like he just he's just a monster. And he's this is like he everybody in New York City already. And yeah, he's bored of the New York City debutants. He wants a challenge and the challenge is Reese Witherspoon, aka Annette, and yeah. basically the sexual tension between these two step siblings. You you want to you know once upon a time the three of us had argued about is Cher and Cher's stepbrother what's his face like gross? Is that gross? <laughs> this is on a different level. This right? is a whole other level. Uh, the thing I need to know because here let me hear me out right with Cher and her stepbrother. Their parents were barely married. It was, yeah, Paul Rudd. They were barely married. They were married for like two seconds, and then that was it. These two, it feels like they grew up together. Yeah, they grew up together. That's what I need to know. I think they grew up together, and it's fucked. It makes a big difference. In my opinion, I I know this is like kind of gross, but in my opinion, if you start, if they got, if their parents got married when they like were 13 years old and now they're like 15 or whatever or like a few years and they were older not as gross if you if their parents got married when you were like four and they grew up together i feel like there's a difference hormones when your parents got together i think that can be the dividing line here yeah because but i mean do you think that these two are like close enough intimate enough to have grown up together because they're both don't they I, they feel bit. like they've been a, like around each other for a very long because time. Because there's nobody in the world quite like Sebastian and Catherine. They are two people cut from the same cloth. It's also but, wild to me know. that they're not actually related, Chappelle, because it feels very much like a Jamie uh, and Cersei Lannister type of situation where they're both so fucked up in the head that they had to have come from the same womb and the same DNA. It's wild to me that they're not actually like blood related. No, nah, it's nature versus nurture. We need to start looking at the Valmonts. We need to go look for the dad. We need to go look for the mom. And, and we need to quiz them. Because yeah. you're right. For these two individuals to be so evil and and related by marriage, something is going on in that yeah. household that is rearing these children like this. Because there's no reason why these two should be that much alike and also that sexually attracted to each other. It just does not make sense. Yeah. And it, it does feel like Catherine... Catherine to me, they're both evil. I'm gonna say it, but Catherine is a sick fuck. She is just <laughs> like Cersei Lannister in that she never actually wants to sleep with Sebastian. Like it's very much a game for her. She wants to, she's a cat and he's her mouse, and she just wants to play with her food before she eats it. You know, that's very much what Catherine gives me as vibes. Yeah. And like here let me hear me out sebastian sucks he did not change he never will change it's good that he died he did change we saw it sarah no. Remember, i think he changed a little changed. okay this is what i he did change a little i think that for sebastian it was all about sex and the conquest for Catherine, it was a game where like you said cat and mouse however 
I think that she was jealous. And I think ultimately she had more feelings and attachment to Sebastian than Sebastian did to Catherine. Because yeah. when he started really falling in love with Annette, quote unquote, according to you, she got so insanely jealous. Do you know that scene where yeah. he, she's looking out the window, watching them kiss while he's going, she's going into the limo, seething with anger. So I yeah. do think like she actually did have um, romantic feelings for Sebastian while Sebastian it was just all about sex like he See, I disagree in that I think that okay this to put it very simply she is like my dog she wants attention in any way she can get it it doesn't have to be romantic it just has to be attention right good or bad attention she wants it so it doesn't matter it's not like she's like Sebastian like I love you no it is you are mine motherfucker and oh. you dare not leave me for some you know Virgin Mary over here mm -mm, you're corrupted just like I am and we're two little fuckheads together in this together she's like they're like Bonnie and Clyde if one was a woman and one was a man Chappelle like they are like that's it that's it's not love it is like ownership yeah no this is a good point because it's it's one of those things where she had just got left by her other boyfriend right so like the boyfriend left her to go off yeah. with some other girl this new chick is coming in with her virgin ass and she's just gonna take him away it's like no it's like the world starts spiraling like everything is supposed to be mine i am the center of this universe and so yeah. when he goes off and falls in love like like you said it didn't matter what caught his attention it just needed to be like on her like I think it was less about just having ultimate attention from everybody and less about like, you can't take it away from me. Like I refuse to let this slip through yeah. my fingers. Right. Um, Cause the look on her face at the end when they arrest her, dear God, like she was acting that woman. I mean, child, whatever she was in this movie was, I mean, shaking the, the tears dropping yeah. off her nose. I was like, man, she's cooking this role. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Like maybe it's the fact that like Catherine, she is okay with saying, I I don't like she's okay with breaking it off, but like when people break it off with her, it's just like it's, that's right. She doesn't I am the sun, everyone must revolve around me. Right. It's and the fact that his attention started going off of her and onto a net, like maybe that's what made her furious. Right. Um, do you find her like a compelling and interesting villain to root for? Or not root for, but just to watch. To watch? Yeah. For her hundred percent. I think. I, I will say, like, the film is cracked, but it kept me so interested because I thought the entire movie was going to be like, oh, there's this little bet and that's it. But it has fucking layers. This shit is an onion. Like, because then we're involving, now we have Cecile and Ronald where it's like we're fucking with them we're gonna fuck with their emotions and then you know and then there's a net over on this side and they're like pulling in all these little puppets in their master plan and it's so fascinating because i just wasn't i wasn't expecting that you know yeah. i wasn't expecting there to be so many moving parts for them to be maneuvering yeah my aries moon says i love the fact that Catherine is an evil wench that is just a literal demon and is manipulating everybody and everyone and everything is a toy for her. And I find it so fun to be like, this is a villain, but in a, in like almost like a good way. Cause she's evil. She's horrible. 
everything's a toy for her everyone's disposable for her and ultimately you know she got got at the end and that's satisfying in its own reasoning but to watch her just like be the master manipulator throughout is really fun to watch especially when she has like a step above everybody else like she's the one in control i think it's really fun to watch her yeah i i too have an aries moon and i feel exactly the same way <laughs> my aries sun and venus and rising as well say the same thing yeah just, i i i love it i love that she is like an irredeemable villain from head to toe there's not one moment where you're like i mean no there's not one moment where you feel bad for her even when she's arrested and she's crying her eyes out no. and she's about to go, you're like no you can go like yeah uh, because maybe like a a twinge but i don't think we're supposed to feel bad for her because if we were they wouldn't have then gone to a scene where annette is driving away in sebastian's car with the like journal next to her right and the sunglasses we're like this is the new bad bitch in town see you later Catherine. have fun in jail because you know she's not upset that her brother died she's not upset right that that people it's like she's upset that she is not known as the perfect person that she is anymore. Like, it's like, I don't even think that she got, like, she's pissed that she got caught by the coke. She's like, my perception of being, like, the brilliant, smart, like, head of the school council perception and image is ruined. Like, she doesn't give a fuck that Sebastian's dead. Mm-mm. She doesn't mourn him for two seconds. No. Um, no. And- and, and honestly, they make her, they they try to like uh, give her some type of logic behind her behavior when she's saying things like, yeah, I'm a strong woman. So I have sex with people and you want to call me a whore, but men go out here and do this all the time and leave their wives and do all this other stuff. And, I, and I'm the one being judged. I'm like, ma'am, you're 17. You're 17. What is wrong with you, you and monster? Yeah. <laughs> And Chappelle, like, we don't care that she fucks. Like, that's totally fine. What I no. have a problem with is that she's yeah. ruining lives. And fucking her brother. I still have an issue with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she, she comes out the gate like, I'm sure of myself. And I am, I and I and I know what kind of power I have. And men are intimidated by me. I was like, men should not have a relationship with you. You are a child. You need yeah. to go act like one. And she's just like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna ruin everybody's lives because I can. Um, and it does bother her. You can tell. But she, the nuance in this film, um, Sarah Michelle Geller, when she's randomly talking to him, she throws sushi at Sebastian. He like catches it. It's like those little subtleties. It's so funny. He's walked up to her, he's like, swallow. And she spits on him. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but then she's like tapping her mouth like dainty, like wiping her lips off. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is this lady is crazy. She won best villain at the MTV awards. And I'm like, Sebastian was right there. I don't even think he was nominated. I think it was just her. She blew him out of the water. I think, I think, yeah, because I think the problem is if depending on who you are, you see Sebastian as like redeemed at the, at the end of the movie, because they go on this whole diatribe of like, he, it's all because he gets at the end of the day, Catherine is the master manipulator. It's not Sebastian. And I think the, the movie at the beginning really wants you to think it's Sebastian because he's who we start with, right? He's who we start with, with his therapist and how fucked up he is. But at the end of the day, it's Catherine who is the ultimate master manipulator because she calls Ronald and it's like, he hit me. He hit me like, you know and not only that but he fucked cecile like all this other stuff and she she wants them to get into a fight like i don't know if she thought they would get into a fight but she wanted to cause strife there and ultimately she got him killed like 
you know, she's the one who got him put in that situation. But we're supposed to feel sorry for Sebastian because, I don't know, he fucking confessed to Annette and gave uh, her his diary and then <laughs> waited outside her apartment all night like a fucking creepy stalker. Bro, go home. What are you doing? Sarah, Sarah please explain to Jess what true love is because she's okay. obviously missing the point. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Okay, so we have to talk about ultimately like the Sebastian uh, redemption arc, right? Because when do you think it started to turn around? Do you think that it was as early as like the pool flirting? Do you think it was obviously there was a point in time where he she comes on to him and he says, I can't do this. And that was the first time that he ever did something like that. Oh, my God. He said no to sex. Give him a fucking award. <laughs> but he the, the, the I mean like you know he he could have won the bet right there. I guess that's the point. And I then, know, but like the whole thing is he has gaslit people for years. Literal years he's been gaslighting people. Yeah. And then he meets one woman and it's just like I love you. And we're supposed to be like throwing our panties at him? Like, absolutely not. But what about the silly faces in the car? Okay, I gotta be That's honest. That's true love. So when I, Chappelle, when I was watching that scene, because he goes, the, this is if you didn't rewatch the movie before this, they go to do like basically they get roped in or he gets roped in to going to like a senior citizen's home and spending time with these old people, right? And mm -hmm. meanwhile, he's lying to this poor old lady who has no fucking idea what's going on. He's <laughs> that like, was so funny, he's Jessica. Like, you played, they played backgammon three times and you won. And that she's was like, so I won. I feel I so bad for this lady. But yeah, but Ms. Sugarman they, is an icon. Let's be very yeah. clear. She oh, she's great. Yeah. Redemption um, for her as well. <laughs> and then they get back in the car and then Annette can see through him, right? Like she has had, she, she goes back and forth. She starts off like having his number because she heard from Bunny, don't be, don't be around him. Don't be near him. He's trouble. But then because of the blackmail with her gay friend who is closeted, he like puts, gets a bug in her ear of like, no, he's great. He's great. So she gets a little bit tricked, right? And so they're in the car, and I honestly could not tell if that was truly him being him or if he was still playing it up for, you know, to get her to like him. Like the smile gag. I couldn't tell if he was being honest because we just spent however much time before that thinking everything he's doing is an act. He's so good. He's just so good. That's how good he is in the role. I mean, that backgammon move is like the piece de resistance, you know, because yeah. because it's the one thing she could have caught him on. And Miss Sugarman's like, nope, we play backgammon. What are you talking about? She's like, I just thought I had him. I knew it. I thought I had him. Yeah. And so that's when he she lets his, her, her guard down because she's like, he does community service. He's good with old people. I understand that everybody keeps saying he's a monster. But for me, he's not. And maybe yeah. I can change him. Yeah, I do think that that was the scene where a lot of things started to turn around because they are in the car, they're driving back, and he, she's like, he starts going like, Miss Sugarman is cool, and she calls him out. She's like, 
my sugar bin's cool come on yeah. like come on like be real and he's like no okay honestly i hate community service like it sucked like i didn't like it and in a way even like you know we're expecting her to be like oh he is an asshole and then she's like she's like i like that it almost is like a mm -hmm. double manipulation move because not only is he lying about the community service but he's also it makes her start to believe him because in that moment he's honest and then she goes oh he's not really a bullshitter he's honest and i like that about him because at least yeah. he can be honest with me like even if he didn't like community service at least he's honest with me that he didn't really like it that much but he did it anyway and i she she gives him the validation like just because you didn't like it doesn't make you a bad person like you did it anyway and then she does her like creepy little devil horns i did mm -hmm. love the reese faces they were killing me like yes. i thought she was so funny in that scene i loved yeah. her and he i think that sebastian genuinely laughed in that moment and yeah, he says like i've only i've never been happy until like i was with her he says yeah. to like catherine at one point yeah which again is like mm, i beg to differ you were loving no, they, manipulating everyone no they love no 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 so yeah. then but then what we have is a handhold and it wasn't cup to cup it was hands intertwined and that mm -hmm. means love jessica sterling i am aware of the handcuff versus the fingers laced i'm aware of it but at the same time all of this is happening and he's also fucking cecile okay okay pause he just went down on her for a while they never he fucked i to... thought they did well they i think they did later on but i think if initially you know because right. she was like whoa that was different i wasn't ready for that she went back and told Catherine. Catherine's like you're a woman now and it's yeah. okay Chappelle, uh, what killed me the most was like because the reason i thought they fucked was because when her mom is looking for her the next moment and she comes in and her hair is all fucked i'm like okay he couldn't have been going down on her all night like they must have had sex. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. the reason why i thought they had had sex because i'm like i mean that's not gonna take all night especially like she you know he's experienced she's not she's gonna quick orgasm done and then like lose on to other stuff no he had to blow her mind and then like you know eventually they they go there too um catherine's pissed um listen I, this movie is absurd but the characters are so iconic catherine being the marsha fucking brady of the east coast like i was like uh that line, line. i loved i loved Look, it this has so many quotes i mean every other line in this movie is just like it's just pop culture madness it's so yes. real um yeah, and I was just like, what, what was it? The question about the Long Island? She's like, uh, it doesn't taste like an iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's from a Long Island. Like yeah. I was like, oh, God, they're giving this little girl alcohol. alcohol like, what and are you drunk doing? Up her ass. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Cecile was one of my favorite characters in terms of like, she's so stupid. The amount of time mm. she like falls over is truly Lo amazing. She falls of off beds comedy. and couches and everywhere else like all the time. Um, I love Cecile. I just think like, the the line this sure doesn't taste like a nice tea it's from long island it's like, from long island she's so stupid i love her <laughs> but also this man is like drugging her he's giving her alcohol exactly again yeah. this is why i'm saying meeting one girl and falling in love with her does not make a tiger change its fucking stripes like this guy's truly a monster he would have gotten bored with her eventually probably but what about um the fact that the day after he rejected her and she runs off and he gets to in front of her at penn station and we have colorblind by coldplay in the background and she goes up the escalator in sebastian's face 
you can't tell me that didn't make your heart swoon a little bit because 11 year old Sarah was like, this is true love. They met at the Penn, at Penn station, New York. Listen, rom-coms will have you believe that a man chasing <laughs> a woman is romantic with cold play in the back. Can, I, just can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Coldplay. Hmm? I fucking hate cold play. Ah. <laughs> I fucking hate cold play. And the What's worst, happening? listen, all the fucking songs sound exactly the same. They're Stop all the same. It. And Stop yellow it. is the worst one. It was all yellow. <laughs> like, I, can't. I, I can't. I hate it. I'm Just trapped. like I hate Dave Matthews Band, I hate Coldplay. You hate okay, Dave Matthews. Hating the Dave Matthews Band is not a not an issue. Like I can take that, but you cannot sit here and like bash Coldplay. I feel Adjusted. trapped. This is just so rude. How can you hate <laughs> clocks? The scientists? Clocks? The scientists? I literally, I don't Paradise? know what songs you're talking about because they all sound the fucking same. There's no Para, way Para. the scientists sounds like Viva La Vida. They're just not oh, the same. Yeah. Oh, all sound the same. Viva La Vida. That one, do, okay, do, that one sounds do, like a Ricky do, Martin do, song. Do, 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 no! Do, do, do. So good. <laughs> I live in La Vida Loca. No, no, no. 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 You can't say it. No. This is why you can't appreciate the cinematic masterpiece that is Cruel Intentions. Because I just, just, I'm just saying, like, rom-coms, this is why people loved Sebastian and thought he was, like, perfect, is because rom-coms will have us think that stalking women is romantic. And guess what? It's not. Give them their space. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I want a little chase. Make me think that you want me, Jessica. I just not want you. people to be kind. That's all. Leave me, sure, leave me a little journal. Leave me a little note, cute what? little note, like he goes to the apartment, right? Then don't fucking wait outside for me all night. That's creepy. What about the backpack, Jessica? Jessica, he got her a gift. I did mm -hmm. like the backpack. You know me, I love a backpack purse. And I saw that and I was like, yes, bitch, you're going to look so stylish at school. <laughs> Even the moment when he told Annette that he loved her, when she's like, I'm impressed. He's like, well, I'm in love. Come on. Come on. I, I still couldn't get over it. the fact that he, he just like gaslit everybody. So I can't believe uh, anything he says. So you got to learn to believe. I think at this point in the movie, like you have to know that like when he, like uh, Sarah was saying, he finally stopped lying. He finally stopped gaslighting. And he was just honest and said, I hate this. And she said, for the first time, I see you as not the BSer that everybody's telling me you are. Yeah. And he let his guard down. This is, yeah, he was, was in love. You don't do yeah. that for anybody. I guess I just, the only like bright side of it is that all of that led to his death because <laughs> she like found him. <laughs> like she saw the whole fight happening between him and Ronald. And like, I love her being like, no, Sebastian. And she like runs to get involved. Like, bitch, let it happen. You know? And Why then, are they fighting in the middle of the street and Manhattan so in front of Central Park anyway. That's so dangerous. And and Ronald like throws her into the freaking middle of the street. Like Poor Ronald. <laughs> he was just trying to be a defender. Now, Jess, what do you think of the best thing that he could have done was give his journal to uh Annette so that she can know the real him? Yeah. What I think of that. I think yeah. um I feel like you, I mean, I don't know how detailed the journal was. It looked very detailed with oh photos and everything. He has, even had a drawn rosary and everything. There was a scrapbook in it. What do you yeah. mean? Do you don't know how detailed it well, was? I, I think it was every feel... single thing that he did. He, after he had sex with Cecile, he's like, okay, quiet time. It's time for me to write in my journal. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I feel like it needs narration with it. But I do like the move of, like, Here's everything awful I've done. And if I'm her, after I read that, I'm like, 
nice knowing you. See you later, pal. Like, if I find out that's who, how awful of a human being he was, there's zero percent chance. There are so many fish in the sea, bitch. You're rich. You're a rich white blonde woman. There are so many men out there for <laughs> you. Like, leave Sebastian in the dust. Um, he shouldn't have died. Because you know we do get a Cruel Intentions 2 and Cruel Intentions 3, Jess. Yeah, Did you know fun. that? How how are we going to do that? We just following <laughs> Catherine? What's the deal? No, I think uh, I think Cruel Intentions two. I might be wrong. Oh, is one of them the prequel? Bad? No, I think one of them prequel. Did you ever watch Cruel Intentions two, Sarah? No, I don't think so. I think that what we have is a a well, it could be a prequel because I think that we have Catherine, but a young Catherine. And I think if I'm remembering correctly, um, who somebody famous played a young uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar? I let me. Oh, it was a prequel. I, I, or, I think so. Was it Amy trash. Adams played? Yes, Amy, it was Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. This is insane, right? Yeah, <laughs> Amy Adams played. I a wish young you Catherine. all could see my fucking face right now to hear that Amy fucking Adams <laughs> yeah. is trying to be a big bad girl. Go back to like fantasy land. Like, what the hell did she play in? Where she was? She's she is always a nice girl. She can't be playing mean girls. She's always a nice girl. I saw this movie on television. I think it was like ABC Family or something was playing. I said, "What is this?" And I sat down. I was like. It looks like Cruel Intentions, but it's not. And then I was like, why is Amy Adams in this movie? Oh, <laughs> Amy, yeah. Not yeah. Amy Adams. Amy Adams doing in this movie. Can I also give you another quick quote from this movie? Sebastian yeah. says, email is for geeks and pedophiles. <laughs> I mean, that's just funny as hell. <laughs> facts are facts. That's what I have to say. <laughs> there are so many good quotes. I'm telling you, it was just like line after line. That Marsha mm-hmm. Brady quote is still funny. Um, her rant about like having to act like uh was it mary sunshine 24 7 yeah Yeah. Uh, Yeah, oh you beat me three times i did yep then i fucked your daughter excuse me i said would you care for (laughs) some water (laughs) so good she's the best grandma ever yeah yeah what was the other one when he's like uh i like that shirt you're wearing it's like oh my dad got it from australia well i hope things are blossoming down oh down Down under (laughs) that shirt that koala shirt was cursed (laughs) <laughs> that's the worst that is the worst outfit ever it was so, so ugly bad. yeah yeah it was, it was like a, a, a 10 year old shirt right. yeah christine talked- was like why the fuck is this my daughter right and we talked about hair but we have just we cannot get out of here without talking about sebastian's hair dear mm. god what the hell is on this man's head this is like the justin timberlake ramen hair before it existed yes it's like a prequel to that. But I we think. liked it. We liked it back in the day, we Jess. Did. Like I loved the this? ramen hair back then. This is, but it's not even that though. It's almost like that. You know, like the ramen hair was like the evolution of this. This is like he woke up and just took moose and just kind of like yeah. messed his head up and then just walked out and was like, Yeah, I'm Sebastian. And everyone's like, Ooh, Sebastian. <laughs> like, well, I don't I don't understand. He didn't put any like the women's hair aren't, actually isn't that bad. You know, like uh, Selma Blair has like her part thing that she does. Yeah. Catherine has her like slick back. I'm I'm bad bitch haircut. But like, yeah, this was a mess. He was a roll out of bed. Like, it's just effortless. I'm Sebastian. Well, I was like, that, the turtleneck and the tiny glasses. The tiny glasses are what get me. I can't. Oh, we got to talk about the outfits. Uh, Listen, what season is it? This man is wearing like a leather duster down to the floor. <laughs> I, I thought school just started. Where are you going in all this black? Are, do y'all see him? Yeah. He's like a vampire. Yeah, this is New York City. Like, it's going to take a little bit for it to be that fucking cold, Sebastian. Like, you could get away with just the turtleneck. You don't need the leather jacket on top. 
He needs eight black layers. What are you talking about? But then the juxtaposition of when he visits his aunt Helen and how differently he dresses in the Hamptons sends Mm -hmm. me because it's he really plays a part and just bullshits when he's there. The moment when he has the the tennis racket and he's like jerking it off in front of um, Cecile is too Mm -hmm. good. It's too funny. I love the black outfit that Sarah Michelle Gellar was wearing when she kisses Cecile in the park because it's it's, once again she's wearing like a blazer like maybe a blazer dress or something (laughs) Um, black sunglasses this black sun hat pearl earrings (laughs) just like full drama which yeah. I love. And they I, do this in broad daylight. Now remember, I said the movie is homophobic in a lot of ways, but for the 90s, you're not going to see two women just out in public in Central Park kissing like that. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Not that it shouldn't be allowed, but it was not accurate, especially this same movie where they are trying to out a guy and like ruin his life for being yeah. gay. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, the sense. same the same movie where they, they use a particular colloquial term for mm-hmm. having male gay sex is like whoa right like we have i will say i thought that um that joshua jackson as blaine absolutely killed it right like he he cracked me up and then he like the whole point is that he's supposed to be like he's he has sex he's casual sex with greg and the whole like it's uh sebastian thinks that greg is the one who told annette to stay away from him um and so he's like yeah he threatens him with outing his homosexuality it's like a whole it's a whole thing what the greg oh the gr- the fucking gregster i start i cannot i cannot the, the gregster worst o'connell the worst o'connell of them all <laughs> oh my god we want do we want to rank o'connell's now i mean start at greg and work your way up it just <laughs> i mean dear god i forgot he was in the movie like until you said greg this whole time i hadn't thought about it i'm like greg this is the worst i'm sorry i will say uh we did get some male butt in this film and yes. ryan Phillippe's butt great very butt. nice it's great very butt. good yeah it's male quality butt butt. yeah, male yeah butt. so you like seeing joshua jackson in here jess i loved him i thought he played his role perfectly i thought it was very funny i really enjoyed him as a character i wasn't sure how like again seeing tara reed seeing joshua jackson i wasn't sure if they had big roles in the film or not um but i thought like we only saw a little bit of him but i really enjoyed what we did see i thought he he played that like again very like charismatic charming character that he tends to play because i feel like that's who he is right like he's very charming um i really i thought he was great chappelle do you think that um blaine purposely outed the gregster in this moment I think, of course, of course. Yeah. I think and all they of this stuff this. is planned. Yeah, I think all this stuff is planned. I think it's it's just so bad because he doesn't even flinch when it happens. He's just like, <laughs> like he doesn't care. I know, but it was more so the fact that he was like, "Oh, oops, I must have gotten it confused when it came to <laughs> the the letter writing or the yeah. letting Annette know about uh, Sebastian." And I felt like he kind of duped Sebastian in that moment and he had his own there's a it basically tells me that there's thousands of other manipulative sex craved teens in Manhattan because he yeah. had his own cruel intentions listen we've all seen 
parts of Gossip Girl. Like yeah. they're all all New York City rich teens are uh, are the same, and they're all monsters. Apparently, apparently, mm-hmm. and I think like Ronald really gets like brought into this whole thing yes. and used and abused the far worse than everybody else because not only is he like manipulate like number one he just likes the stupid little girl now is that like it's pretty much a question like ronald like why do you like cecile like maybe that's a little suspicious but you know he's he has the crush anyway he gets berated by bunny then he gets like in like wrapped up in writing letters to cecile behind everyone's back and then gets um basically um coerced into sex with uh catherine and then on top of that, he winds up like accidentally killing Sebastian at the end. So it's like, what's what's going on with Ronald here and all of this? He needs to get the hell out of here. He don't got no black yeah. friends because somebody would have removed him a long time ago. Um, this is embarrassing for him. And I really wish that he didn't get into this because now he ends up fighting in the street over some the people who don't care about him at all. Right. Like, he's legit fighting in the street. And I mean, kind of leads to this other man's death. I mean, if he just could have gotten out of here, but... It was that allure of Cecile, which is so crazy because. Yeah. So like I have a question. <laughs> I have a question about this because mm-hmm. Ronald, like she says, oh, Ronald's going to Juilliard. Julie is Juilliard a college. Juilliard is an art school, um, a very prestigious art school. There. Right, but is it a college? Because like how old is Ronald supposed to be? He's supposed to be that he, they said that he's pre Juilliard. So he is, he's probably a senior in high school. He's going to go to Juilliard. Not much older than, than Cecile. Cause that's not the point, Jessica. It's that bunny is a racist fuck. Oh no, no, no. I know. I know. I know. But I thought that I thought the movie wanted us to also be like, Oh, it's gross that he's like preying on this young girl. When in fact, it's more like Ronald is the biggest victim in the entire fucking story. You know, yeah, all exactly. he did was he liked a girl that he was teaching cello, which that scene, that well, was a sexy scene. In, in, the in cello defense, there is there is a big difference between a 14-year-old and an 18, 19-year-old. So, mm-hmm. like, that's True. one thing that you can say. In, in, in reality, it's four years, but in that, that, that time, time period in particular, in then yeah. it, there's a huge difference between, like, a freshman and a senior yeah. in, in high but school. But before I knew any of the ages or anything, and he did yeah. a little cello moment with her, I was like, oh. Oh, we do. Yeah, it was very sexy. It was very sexy. I've never seen the cello so sexily before, you know? The cello is probably the sexiest instrument. I know, no, no, no. I've had this conversation before. Chappelle, what is the sexiest instrument? Because I have an idea in my mind what it is. I I think, like, honestly, the guitar can make anybody look attractive. Um, Like, anybody anybody can look attractive with the guitar. The saxophone is a very sexy instrument. That's my one. Yeah. Nailed it, Chappelle. Yeah, because think like, about that like jazz solo with the saxophone and, and you do the move where you like bring up the end and you're like, Jim, yeah. it's the saxophone. Yeah. Yes, but but I, I know exactly what song you're singing. Chappelle. Yeah, because it's a sexy song. <laughs> but also it's, I think that you get the ghost effect with the cello in this scene because we have mm-hmm. Cecile and then behind her, Ronald. Mm-hmm. And then that that was very sexy. Well, that's a go-to shot that they use throughout this film. They always like to like the to center the person in the love interest in front, right? So you have the moment where Catherine's behind uh Cecile with the big black hat on and she's like mm. wearing her like sweater. I don't know if it's like an ownership thing, but they also do the um 
Oh, the random reverse hand job that she gives her brother, that she gives the stepbrother. So Catherine's sitting in his lap, turned with his, her back <gasps> to him. Oh, and, yeah. and she's like, yeah, I'm giving you a hand job. I'm like, but your arm, your poor, like, lady, turn around. Why are you doing this? Just, just reach around. But the, a double, a double back reverse. I said, ma'am. And yeah. so, like, eventually double she gets up. But why did you sit there? You could have. I mean, yeah. that will only work if you are skinny and have long arms. Yeah, but it still feels like a bit uncomfortable of a maneuver, like the right. behind the back hand job. Right. It just like, it feels like something out of like a very docile Kama Sutra. You know, right. is this thumb down? Like, how is she doing this? I really just look for Unfortunately, no. I think it has to be thumb up. I don't think you can do the thumb down. Because if you're if you're doing thumb down, you're like bending it sideways. That's I don't think that, that's good for anybody. That's the worst hand job of all time, and they just <laughs> they they love this shot. I don't know what it is about this movie but that's definitely something i noticed at nine years old <laughs> i think you're right like it has to be about like a power situation yeah um mm -hmm. so like let's talk about the the over the ending after sebastian <laughs> dies we have the funeral and we are at um catherine's giving a eulogy and while she's doing it there is oh before that actually we have the mm. bathroom scene between reese and catherine and talk about a power Ooh. move because obviously Catherine, I mean, excuse me, Annette is in this power position. She has mm -hmm. all the information and she is holding all the cards. And it, for the first time, I think Catherine is not in control and not in the driver's seat because she doesn't know exactly what's happening in these moments. Mm hmm. This is good. This is good TV. Just the the idea that they meet up for the this is the first time they've ever met. Yes. Isn't that the craziest part that of this? Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. And I didn't realize it. And that's how like wild this movie was. That I didn't realize it until I was in that scene. That like, oh shit, they've never talked before. Yeah, yeah. But but she knows. I mean, Catherine knows a lot and knows a lot of what's going on. But Annette knows what's about to go down. So. We get Catherine giving the eulogy. All of these people start whispering and coming in and leaving the area. And Catherine just like flips out. She's like, who, who do you think you are? You're all so dis disrespectful. You don't respect the dead. And she chases after her, which the majority of the people in the church, to be honest with you, were still in the pews. So it's like, who's yeah. the drama, Catherine? Like, you're the one that's leaving. But she goes out. And then all you see is just everybody reading a printed book type of thing. Yeah. Just did you know what it was right away? Yeah. Immediately. I knew, I knew once everybody was running out and then I saw them holding something, I'm like, Oh shit. It's the journal. It's the diary. Yeah. Like, cause especially because the way Annette acted in that scene in the bathroom, I was like, she's fucking up to something. Like she just was very Catherine-esque, right? Like she was very cold. She like didn't really say a ton. She didn't say anything in terms of like revealing anything, you know? So I was like, something's up here. So as soon as I saw the booklet, I knew exactly what it was. And I was like, Catherine is fucked. Yeah. I was so pumped. I was so excited to see it happen. Yeah. And this isn't the original in ending of the movie. They re they had a different thing planned for Excuse the ending. Excuse me? What yeah. were they going to do? It was supposed to be like a confrontation. Like, she was supposed to go to her and be like, I know everything. This and is just so like much better. Yeah, they changed it, and I think it is. Because she in the original ending, she doesn't even get arrested. 
she just leaves her on the bed. Stu- like basically Annette now is the, the, the queen blackmailer. So she comes in and she's like, I got it all. So whatever I say you do, you jump. And then she just kind of like grabs the keys, rides down, you know, same, same exit, but wow. it's definitely like a, like, I got you now moment instead of like, you're going to jail, bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I love the moment also when Cecile in her little like innocent way skips up to Catherine, hands her the booklet and then just like goes mm, and then like skips off again with her pile of booklets in her hand. And she kind of got her moment too, being like, you want to see what we're up to? Fuck you. Okay. Can you need to remind me because I know, um, I know Sebastian wears like the tiny regular glasses, but doesn't he also wear the tiny sunglasses? Because yes. when Annette is driving yes. off in his car and she puts on those tiny sunglasses, I'm like, this bitch, she is now both Catherine and Sebastian combined. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, and also when you realize that, you know, the bet ultimately was surrounding by the car and it's ultimately Annette who is like, you know, you make this fucking bet about me. I get the prize. You know, I fucked Sebastian and I got the car and fuck you. And I got the sunglasses and I'm going to drive off and just be the bad bitch that I am. Yeah, I do say I loved the ending of the movie. I felt like the ending was very strong because even though we're all supposed to be like Sebastian and Annette forever, like, no, no, no. I was so happy he died. I was so happy that Catherine got caught and her little Coke rosary got figured out. Like, I was so happy that all that happened that it did really feel like good. Annette got her due. The only one was I was like, poor Ronald. He's probably off in fucking jail somewhere. Like, poor Ronald really got just fucked. Yeah, Ronald like wrote everything uh, about like his confession, how he was like, how she lied to him about not being a virgin and all, all this other stuff. Um, but he probably still went to jail. <laughs> like, poor uh, Ronald, mm-hmm. definitely a poor Ronald moment. It's just yeah. so satisfying to see Annette just like drive off the sun. And once again, it start it ends the same way it started in the car on um it could have been I don't know which bridge it was Washington Bridge Brooklyn Bridge the yeah, verrazano who the fuck knows but one of the bridges to new york and starts the same way it ends it's just so satisfying and um yeah yeah oh in the song um this song blew the heck up because of this movie bittersweet symphony by i think it's the verb the verve. The verve, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jess, did you like the music in not only the 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 end, but also throughout the the entire yeah. movie? Yeah, I think that like the the biggest like musical moments are certainly like that last scene for sure, and then um, of course, obviously the Coldplay moment earlier is like the big moment. But yeah, I do think overall, I really I really did like the um the the soundtrack overall yeah we yeah, got the, a cardigan good. song love me love me say that i love that love song me. yeah who does it that's a good song i man. think it's the cardigans <laughs> yeah it's the I, cardigans love fool okay. is the name of it yeah love fool yes yeah, every you and every me that's a really good song oh we have a colorblind what do you think about the counting crows Chappelle? have you thought uh, about them in the last millennium probably not <laughs> No, not at all. Uh, I can't even think of what my Counting Crows song would be because it's definitely not colorblind. Uh, Accidentally in Love, maybe it's like from Shrek. Yeah, that's a good one. I do love that one. It's a good song. in love. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's, I guess that's my go-to because that's, I think that's the only one I can name off the top of my head. You know what? I think I fucked up. I think that, that colorblind song, I mentioned, I think that's, 
Gosh, I don't even think it's Coldplay. How embarrassing. Isn't Coldplay oh. in this, though? I feel oh, like colorblind. Coldplay song. No, it's, this would have been pre Crows. Yeah, I was going to say, would Coldplay have been like a, like, a go-to, like, big soundtrack song? I mean, band around this time? I don't think so. No, I, think I messed to... up. Everyone probably yeah. hates me. All the people that are going to write to me and tell me that I'm a fucking idiot, I figured it out, so leave me alone. Yeah. I mean, Coldplay yeah. still sucks, but it's fine. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think the one thing the movie does poorly, and there's a lot of things that the movie does that are choices, but I think one of the things they missed the mark on really is the way they paint the ending. Because with them saying that basically Annette is our hero, they never they never paint her as that throughout the movie. They always paint her as like Sebastian's love interest or whatever. So when she ends the movie and she's driving away, she's thinking about him still. She's still like, oh, the yeah. love I lost, all the good moments. I'm like, no, like Sarah paints it in a better picture. Sarah's like, you won. These two people were fighting with you in the middle and ultimately you got it all. You got to have him. You got to have the car. You got to have the glasses. You got to right. get her thrown the in diary. You, yeah, you won. And I'm like, that's what they should have been giving us. Her like, a hero story, you know, where she's like, nah, I've got to take down these two rich kids, you know? And she, and that never happens. Mm -hmm. And so like, I was like, that's why the movie is like, it doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me. The older I get, I'm just like, dang, like this movie was a hot ass mess, but you just, you just really, the patriarchy was just right there. You know, it was just like, no, we're making Sebastian the hero, despite all the horrible things he's done, the statutory rape, the, like, the, the, all, all the things, the outing people, the, the, the re revenge porn, I think it is, uh, you know, homophobia, like, you name it, he did it. And then they're like, but don't you miss him? Don't you want to ride off into the sunset <laughs> yeah. and think about him and his crispy hair? Like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. I do think like the ending should be more of a celebration of like of Annette figuring all of this out and not her being like, oh, I miss Sebastian and I'm he he saved me and he gave his life for mine and blah. No, it should be like, fuck Sebastian. Fuck Catherine. I'm gonna go off and hang out with Cecile, even though she's dumb as rocks and we're going to have a good time. That's the move. Oh, does she does uh does Annette go back to Trent after all of this? Because Trent is still backpacking in Europe. Oh, God. I forgot about Trent. Oh, yeah, God. Was Trent? Her boyfriend in the beginning. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know he existed. Trent's going to gonna come back and be like, hey, babe, like, what's up? Let's, I can't wait till we lose our virginities to each other <laughs> when we uh, have our wedding. No. And Annette's going to be like, well, about that. About that. About yeah. That. Now, look. I don't even know. Like I said, I don't know the plot of Cruel Intentions 2 or 3. But at this point, don't you feel like you got to watch it? Like, I yes. just, like, because especially because Cruel Intentions 2 is the prequel. So you get baby Sebastian, you know, when he first gets to the prep school. And I'm assuming that's where he, I think that's where you find out how long him and Catherine have been together. I think that's where we, that's where we do our digging. Oh, so you know? we can really know. Yeah, because of course that was a two thousands movie, obviously. Um, because this movie came out in what ninety. Yeah, two thousand it came out actually. Well, wow, it yeah. only came out a year later, and they couldn't even get the entire cast. Apparently. They couldn't get anybody from. The it's a prequel, cast, and it was released direct to video. That's oh, so no. sad. Yeah. Guess yeah, what? We can well, watch it free on Tubi. What? Are, what's our opinion on Tubi? They are really trying to push Tubi these days. Tubi got the good stuff that you wouldn't think they have. I mean, like, um, it, and it's ridiculous, honestly. Uh, but look at this cast. So you got Robin Dunn, um, Sarah Thompson as Danielle Sherman, who wasn't in this film, obviously. Um, Amy Adams as Catherine again. Um, and then like I was looking at the the little um 
the picture and I was like, is that Alicia Silverstone? I don't think it is, but I thought it was for us. No, it looks like her, but that's not her. But I was like, how did they get her for this? Because she should be too big for this. I think Amy Adams is the only one who leveled up after this movie because the rest of them are seriously Not, yeah yeah and then they, god knows what oh, cruel intention oh. 3 is about god they, knows <laughs> they even had to recast the uh housekeeper min uh min lin like they couldn't yes. get min lin to come back <laughs> she was like bitch no <laughs> <laughs> you been dropping the box on me fuck you <laughs> yeah she said direct to dvd absolutely not <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> this I'm it very... has a 4.3 on IMDb. What about Ugh. what about three? How are we doing with three? Did it Ooh, improve? Yeah, what was Let's three see. and when was three? Because I think Sarah Michelle Gellar. 2004. I think she came back for three. Um, what? Yeah, like it's like almost like you know how like when they do like the reboots, kind of like Girl Meets World, where it's like, oh, oh my god, teacher. it's Cruel Intentions three, the third time's the charm. Ooh. You know, oh my god, Sarah, do you know who's in this? Who? Her Smith. Jack from Dawson's Creek. Oh, we gotta watch it. We gotta Two guys at a college it. prep school make wagers on seducing naive young girls and then meet their match when they agree to see which one can seduce the most popular and devious girl who has her own agenda to everything. Mm. Uh, this got also a 4.6. Oh, okay. God. So they're gonna give it a five just to bump it up. <laughs> they're stable. They they don't like, go up, they don't go down. This looks like trash. Oh my god. Sure it is. <laughs> A whole movie series of just cruel intentions in its spinoffs would be iconic. Uh, But yeah, isn't that incredible? And that was 1999, 2000, and 2004. So they were really like, but we still have something here. I know it. (laughs) Do you think that maybe one day we can see like an HBO, you know, reboot of Cruel Intentions? And do do you have the tolerance to sit through it? (sighs) They're rebooting everything. I think that HBO is the only home for it. I have to say, I think they have to be able to one up themselves in like the incest department and so i think that i think that hbo is the only home for this uh for this show or for this movie i could see them doing like a mini series can't you sarah like they already yeah. have gossip girl like the gossip girl reboot on hbo max they a might crossover? they have little liars they might as well do cruel intentions yeah a crossover intentions Cru- cruelest yeah. intentions <laughs> the cruelest. what about the fact that this movie originally was going to be called Cruel Inventions and they changed the name because they thought it was too sci-fi sounding. I, they, they wouldn't have been wrong. I mean, I, I definitely think this was the better choice for names. Yeah. Cruel Inventions? Yeah. Like, this is I don't know. This, makes sense. What is this, the might be, this might be like, hello, my name is like, whatever. I'm just going to change the IMDb to fuck with people. Oh yeah. Okay, I could see that. that. I might I might have gone duped. Oh, canceled oh. sequel series. Okay, so NBC announced Ooh. in 2015 they had picked NBC. a television pilot. NBC. <laughs> I don't trust NBC with oh anything. My God. They fucking can I tell you, everything. Can I tell you right. what the storyline was gonna be? Please and thank it, you. It, the pilot was set 17 years after the events of the film, and it sees Bash Casey, son of Sebastian and Annette, of discover course. his late father's journal. Upon discovering that, he is thrown into this world of lies, sex, and power. How the fuck does that make any sense? What, she's supposed to be pregnant at the end of the movie? Yeah, have sex once, get pregnant. The age-old mm-hmm. story. That was the story of the 90s. It legit was. It was wow. like, you did this? <gasps> you you had sex, little girl? Now you have to raise a child by yourself. Oh, my um, God. Planned yes. reboot series in October 2021. It was Shut announced up. that a television series reboot of Cruel Intentions was in development for IMDb TV, which right. is now Amazon Freebie. What the fuck is Amazon Freebie? They made this shit up. 
They made this shit up. But, but honestly, don't y'all feel like we were robbed? Because like now yeah. that we've talked about this, if they yeah. could just bottle up the insanity of this movie and put it into a TV series, I would watch it. Yeah, we've yeah seen crazier shows, you know, like um the twists and turns of Pretty Little Liars. Y'all are the experts. It's incredible. Like it is insane. Yeah. Um, Riverdale, insane. How to Get Away with Murder, insane. So if you yeah. could do all of these shows, you could do Cruel Intentions. I know you can. Um, yeah, but, but, but we I, need it I, to be like an HBO Max reboot where yes. it only has like 10 episodes. Like it cannot yes. be like this nonsense, like Gossip Girl, where it's just like it's too many episodes and they get bogged down. We need it to be a flash in the pan, you know? Yeah. But Sarah, listen, what do you think he saw in this book that made him go into this world of, of sex, lies and mystery and destruction. Because it's like, he saw that his dad was an evil human being. And so is yeah. his step aunt who's in jail possibly. Yeah. Like, the, <laughs> yes. What makes him like, I too can take up the family business, you know? <laughs> okay. Because you're a teenage boy, you're horny as heck. You see that this pa- this book is like 200 pages long and your dad was only like 17 when he died. You're like, I have to fulfill my destiny of being a fuck boy. And that's what I mean, <laughs> that's what he's aiming for. Bash, it's I hope you get there. Your name is it's Bash. You're a fucking lunatic. It's oh, Sarah, right. there used to be an off-Broadway musical of Cruel Intention. Shut up! Yeah. Did it. Uh, debuted me. at Greenwich Village nightclub. Yeah. La Posen Rouge in 2017 and ran through 2018. Oh, well, did you like the opening act? I can't wait to fuck my brother. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to fuck my brother. It's going to be a good time. Oh my See, God. If, if not another teen movie came out four years earlier, we could talk about that because I think they actually have a line and that's in their in their big song number where she's just like, I want to fuck my brother. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I will say, like, uh, I really I joked about this movie. It was it was entertaining. Like I will give it that, that it yeah. is entertaining. Is it completely cracked out of its fucking mind? Absolutely. But it's also very entertaining. Would you say I did enjoy myself? Part of like the top tier movies that you've had to watch for Shit, ninety just taught me. Gosh, it's so hard to say. Like, like I watched. Like, this, this is, is uh, to be ones. fair. I haven't seen a lot of. Oh, sorry. A lot of the movies we've covered, I had already seen. Yeah, I mm-hmm. still would say that. What was the one we watched with Doctor Amanda? Remind me of the name of it. My cousin Vinny. That is still my favorite mm. that we have watched. It's my a good cousin movie. Vinny is still my favorite. You this like is certainly up show. there. Um. Yeah, I like you did the, love I the Truman, Truman Show. Yeah, I remember that. Truman Show was up there for me as well. This one's really good in that, like, it got me to this headspace of the fuck is mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. You know, like, I came on this podcast. I was, I'm so happy that we made this decision and also that I just watched this this morning so that I could yes. come in with like that same energy of like, what did I just watch? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any last minute thoughts um, that you didn't get to get out? Just that I'm shocked that I wasn't like spoiled on it every single person that was in this film because there's just so many people um and i think like i mean even like christine brands how the fuck did they get christine brands do you want to know how because i know yeah how did daughters her her daughters are buffy fans that's the only reason why she agreed to this there you go that makes sense you mean to tell me they got sybil because her daughters were grand were buffy fans that's incredible that's the only reason why she signed on to this project that makes sense though um but yeah i just that's wild 
I thought this movie was very fun. I think like some of it is obviously there's very like problematic moments given that any nineties film I feel like is probably going to have problematic moments. Um, and this one has a, its fair share, but I also think on the bright side, we're supposed to know like Sebastian is trash. The fact that he's homophobic, not surprising. Bunny is trash. The fact that she's racist, not surprising. We're not rooting for the people that have those terrible thoughts. You know what I mean? So right. Um, I will say, like, I did it. I very much enjoyed myself watching this film. What about you, Chappelle? Any final thoughts on this movie? I think the older we get, the more satirical it is because I stand by mm-hmm. in the 90s, people were rooting for these characters. Like, I, like I said, Sarah and I can attest that it was not yeah. the same. We're not looking at it through the same lens. Back then, it was like, this is true love. What are you talking about? Like, she she drives off in the sunset thinking of him, you know, like that's the movie yeah. they were trying to give us. And now we can look back and be like, boy, the 90s were crazy. Wasn't that insane how, <laughs> how they acted back then? You know, like, because it just is not something that's done. None of this movie. Is something that could be made today based on what we like. It would have to be a period piece about how things were looked at in the 90s. Right. Because this could not be an earnest movie like it was back then. I think a lot of that was really like, no, no, this is how the upper crust lives. You know, sometimes they get down into sex lives and videotape. It was like, okay, I hear you, but also all that stuff should be admonished. Mm -hmm. And they never at any point admonished them for their actions. You know, the only person who really takes the L, despite Sebastian being the one who dies, is Catherine. Catherine's the only one who is really, truly punished by anything that happens in this movie. Sebastian dies and it actually saves his reputation. So, you know, (laughs) it's one of those things where looking back, it's just crazy, but dear God, it's fun to talk about. This movie, like we could go on for hours. There's so much. Yeah, it it really is such a fun movie. And just talking about villains that you love to hate or hate to love or something along those lines, like it is Catherine, lesser so Sebastian, but still like maybe if Sebastian was like, I mean, he kind of was like, yeah, I'm a fucking shitbag. Like, that's what I am. But ultimately, he does get the hero edit at the end and whatnot but it, it is really really fun it is fun to see just like the wheels that these two people spin of manipulation and just being like evil evil people it's a lot of fun to watch i'm glad that we watched it glad that we talked about it so um can't wait to have you back Chappelle for another movie obviously you're coming back on for our season seven of Boy Meets World which is you know coming up real soon but um thank you thank you so much and uh do let us know like everything you're working on right now well yeah for sure I I can definitely let you in on on my few projects that I have here and there but listen y'all gotta have me back when you do Matilda I've watched it again and now I'm like I have thoughts you know and so uh whenever Latanya is up to it bring me back let's do that again because uh this was fun but I'm sure we can make Matilda fun as well um yeah but yeah so right now few things in the chamber of course um, post-show recaps i'm still talking about the walking dead currently it's tales of the walking dead the anthology series spinoff of the walking dead um the final season of the walking dead will end this year as well and so i'll be covering that soon with josh wiggler aj mass and jessica 
least um also on post show recaps atlanta is about to start back up and so myself latina starks and mari fourth will be covering atlanta um i'm working on something else on post show recaps but i haven't figured it out yet but uh that's that's a little bit further down the line on rob has a podcast i will be on the big brother 24 wednesday night recap uh this week to talk about the happenings this week in the final six final five final five of uh big brother 24 um so check that out also on rob has a podcast i'm still hosting nothing but netflix with uh rob sesternino and we're talking about netflix shows every week we have to get y'all on i don't think we've done a netflix one i think we did the last one we did was what the uh rewind right Oh Blend yeah, blend it. it, blend it. Love it, oh. love it, love it. Yeah, yes. So it's been a Burger while, right? Yep. Yeah, so so we got to come back. We got to get the 90s crew back on there. But, but yeah, nothing but Netflix every week. Um, this week we will be talking about dated and related with Kirsten McKinnis. And so um, this is about sexy singles and their siblings dating on the beach so very cruel intentions right um uh, yeah i thought i thought you were gonna say like dated and related as in like i'm dating my cousin <laughs> no, more like i'm fucking my brother no i'm kidding um, <laughs> but, but yeah so that's on nothing but netflix check that out uh every week subscribe all that good stuff um and I think that's it for the most part. I've, of course, I was on the wrestling wrap up this week as well to talk about the things going on in the WWE. I did a dramatic reenactment Ooh. of a press conference. So you got to check that out because um, it was a mess. I'll be canceled. But after, you know, but it was all for the art. <laughs> um, You're doing and, good uh, work out there. Yeah. And last week I got to be on the Game of Thrones versus House of the Dragons podcast on post show recaps as well to talk about hey. the new House of the Dragons series. And so check all that out and follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show where I will tweet out the links as they come up. And finally, follow me on Silent Podcast where Sasha Joseph and I are still talking about Never Have I Ever. Sarah, you have joined us before in the past. We are it was working so on good. So season good. three. Yeah, so we're about halfway through season three now. We're trying to wrap this up very quickly because, uh, yeah, it just it's it's so much fun to talk about it, but we don't want to miss our window where people are still actually watching. Never have yeah, ever. Of so course. We're trying to turn them all out. So hard with that people, binge shows format for sure. And, exactly. Even though Netflix says they're trying to get rid of it, but you know, whatever the format, not the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so check us out there on Never Have I Ever by Solid Podcast. Uh, but thank y'all again for having me. Thank you. So, um. Over at uh, Shenanigans Shows Tommy, we are at like a super interesting time because we are finishing up our coverage for season four of Dawson's Creek starting on season five really, really soon. We are just beginning our season seven, the final season coverage of Boy Meets World. So we're really in like a transition period over here of like new season so it's a good time for you to hop on or catch up on old content um lots of fun uh in terms of bonus podcast last month we covered xenon girl the 21st century um more things to come later in the month check it out check it out next month of course is halloween so we'll have some spooky content maybe we'll see a little bit more sarah michelle geller hint hint a wink a wink and yeah you can catch us at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram www.shit90spot.com and you can find me at sarah ferguson and jessica Yes, uh, you can, of course, always find me here as well as over at Posture Recaps covering community on community building. I'm also covering Bad Sisters, the new Apple TV Plus uh, show. It is kind of like a 
uh, like a dark comedy is how I would say. A little bit of mystery thrown in. A bunch of Irish sisters are plotting how to kill their brother-in-law because he is truly Joffrey levels of horrible. And I don't Ooh. say this lightly. He is a menace to society. He is a monster. Um, So that has been really fun over at Posture Recaps. And then very, very soon, I'm going to be coming out with coverage of a different show at Posture Recaps. There is a new Hulu show coming out uh, that is a comedy called Reboot. Um, from the co-creator of Modern Family, where essentially there is a uh, like uh, they're trying to reboot an old oh, family sitcom and they're keeping yes. all of like the same actors. So it's it has like a pretty star-studded cast. Um, we have Keegan Michael Key on it, Johnny Knoxville, Judy Greer, uh, some pretty recognizable faces on this show. So I'm really excited to cover that on Pusher Recaps when it comes out pretty shortly. I think it comes out on the 20th of September. Um, so keep an eye out for that as well. Um, but that's all I got. You can find me at the Just Sterling on Twitter. If you'd like to follow me there, it's where I put all my crap. Lots of crap going on. It's going to be all there. Um, oh, one more thing. I was yes. also on America's Got Talent um, AGT Time podcast with Cody Patterson this week. Had a really good time talking about America's Got Talent and rating the different acts and judging people that are so more, much more talented than I. So check that out. Amazing. And I think that's that's everything we've got. We got a lot going on. So feel free to catch all of it. Again, thank you so much, Chappelle, for coming on. This was great. I love the little swerve that we did to, to cover this movie because let me tell you, it was a ride. It was a ride. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have time to rewatch it. I was like, screw it. I got this one. No worries. You know, you know what's going on. I've seen on. it enough. Yeah. Yes. Um, but this was so much fun. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Have a good one. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.